0: She's April. And she's Molly. And we are... The Book
1: Besties. I don't, I'm not saying they want me, but you have my services. I, I desire this so much. I want it to be Zachary
0: Levi because I, I'm in love with him.
1: Nick Offerman's in it. We're going to screw immediately have the confidence of a mediocre white man
0: that's a better climax
1: lie to them it's okay (laughs) hi hi so on my way up Uh uh-huh my children were arguing Uh uh-huh i mean this is normal for the bigs um they're watching full they're watching fuller house now um, i love that show it's cute um, they know that Bob Sackett has recently passed. I told them the other day because I yeah. knew there were fans with it. And in January, yeah. In January. Um, they're arguing if he's dead or not because he's on the TV right now.
0: Do they not understand how <laughs> Netflix filming works? <laughs> um, I explained- They're not even making new episodes of that show anymore.
1: <laughs> it is, um... I was trying to explain that things are pre-recorded, that things aren't live, right? But the laugh track makes it feel like there are people in the audience. So I get their struggle. I feel like
0: Piper is too old to think that
1: it's live. Sometimes realism is real. It is. So I, I handled it. Hmm. I explained, I don't even know who was on what side when I came into the room. I was Hmm. just like, what is the issue, right? So it it was an unnecessary argument. But that's what happens when you have a teen and a tween. So I had to help Sam
0: open one of his Christmas presents today. It's February. Right. They've opened them all, like, unwrapped them, but, like, they haven't played with all of them still. And, like, we don't go over the top. They don't really get a lot of presents, so why are they still opening stuff? I don't know,
1: but. My, my, my children, oh, sorry, that was my alarm. No. Turning that off. Sorry, that's my alarm to schedule pod. Uh, Scheduled. I will schedule it. Oh. For, like, on RSS. Sorry, gang. Um. My children open every single box as soon as they get them.
0: No, they have not played with any of the board games that they got for Christmas yet. They, Sam opened his, what he opened today was um like one of those unboxing type eggs. So you like open it up. The mystery like,
1: whatevers?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is a dinosaur one and you had to open all the pieces and parts to find the pieces of the dinosaur, which included me pulling dinosaur legs out of slime. And then getting the slime off of it so that no. I could put it together.
1: This is not fun. Liv <laughs> not fun. has recently gotten into the brand minis. Mm-hmm. Have you seen these? Yeah. She's got a mini, mini mart, and mm. she puts her brand shit. In. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. I don't get it. I
0: don't get it. Well, my kids like them because they want, Sam wants to be like Ryan. Like, his goal is to be, like, a YouTuber, Um, so they still constantly ask me how many views the one video I made (laughs) for them on Instagram. How many views it's gotten. Yeah, they're very cute. Lie to um, them. It's okay. <laughs> hey, it is one of our most viewed uh,
1: Tell videos. them it's millions. It's okay. It's a little white light. They're never going to know.
0: It's never going to go viral. Mommy's not that popular. Um, but yeah, and then James was trying to look at, he got a magic science kit. Like, it's science stuff, but like magic, you know what I mean? So yeah, it has a wand, but you like do the science and like, it worked um science but, but he didn't want to play with it and so i'm like you're gonna just lose the pieces what the fuck man so anyway santa brings too many pieces and i'm not I happy agree. with santa right now word <laughs> why did why did santa in the slime and i'll tell you that tom actually warned me not not to get them that but <laughs> did it anyway Mom right.
1: strong. Yeah, yeah. This week is would Love like Hypothesis.
0: It. Yeah, I got it right here. Love Hypothesis I by Allie Hazelwood. I have my you hands. read the audio book, right?
1: I did do the audio book. I did the
0: physical book for fantastic. this this is, this is the first one this took, month that I read the physical book.
1: I had to take a week off after mm-hmm. listening to this book from reading because yeah. I was so involved with this book. Right, And I'm still contemplating re-listening to it again before I start the next book.
0: I have read several am, parts over again. Like I, am I don't just emotionally mean the attached to these.
1: Okay, I am attached to these characters the way I'm attached to the Grace characters. I yes. want 19 plus seasons of these guys.
0: I 100% do. They are wonderful, and I love them. And this is the kind of romance novel that I like. The slow burn—that is my jam. Slow burn. I'm not. I'm not into like the we're going to screw immediately. Oh, it's very spicy
1: very good. (laughs) Would you like a synopsis? I would love it! (laughs) Okay. Olive, a postdoc, is trying to just survive. She loves her friends so much that she is faking a relationship with one of the the most hated professors in her program. Mm -hmm. Just so her best friend, Ann, will actually date the guy she's pining over. As she gets to know him, Olive realizes that there is more to Dr. Adam Carlson than everyone thinks. This book is a slow burn and will instantly become a favorite to those who read it.
0: Yeah. So this book is all over social media. So like all that's over. actually we how we the found book book out about top, it.
1: The book the Instagram book yeah, bookstagrams or whatever.
0: Bookstagram. So like we we uh had already picked our February books and I was like I really want to read this The Love Hypothesis because it's everywhere Same. right now and it just like I look at the cover and I want to read this. Like, this is adorable to me.
1: I'm That's not Adam happy. Driver. I don't care what you say. That is Adam yeah, Driver.
0: I agree with you. I want it to be Zachary Levi because I, I'm in love with him. Not really in love with him, but I love him a lot. But I'm not the happy with the pink him. shirt on the cover because Adam wears black all the time. But, um, but yes, I 100% think after you said that to me, yes, this is Adam Driver. And there are a lot of people that are saying like it's... Fanfic for Ray and oh, uh, it is
1: Ky- yeah, oh yeah Kylo Ren
0: Kylo uh, Kylo, Kylo Ray fic, fanfic. Fan fic. I, I and see it. I totally see that um, see as a Star Wars fan. I think there is so much Grey's Anatomy like in it. Like it's so Grey's to it's me. So- um But I we had decided on our books already, and we decided we wanted to read this one, and so we like actually kicked off one of our books to put this one on. Which in place, I am okay really with. I'm really glad we did because uh, we were going to do um the notebook,
1: yeah, which is which a is classic,
0: classic romantic book and, and,
1: um, and it is a fan favorite people love that book, Yeah.
0: Cause... I'm not the biggest Nicholas Sparks fan in general. I have read, pardon me, four books <laughs> by him, um, and uh, like I know he's people's favorite author, but like I'm just really not into lit. like that's not my thing, but I've read um I've read. The notebook I've read A Walk to Remember, The uh Last Song and Dear John, and all four of those are fantastic
1: books. Um Dear but John I- and A Walk to Remember are my favorite.
0: Dear John, I'm not happy with what they did with the movie. They changed Oh no, the, the movie
1: pissed me off. Yes. Um, the only reason I started Nicholas Sparks and reading Nicholas Sparks was because of Mandy Moore in A Walk to Remember.
0: A Walk to Remember, 100%. Oh. That was the first one I read too. Um, um I and love then like, so much. And then like, uh, I don't know, have you read the last song or seen the last song movie uh, with no. Miley Cyrus? No. So, Miley I was
1: on an anti-Miley thing for years and anything attached yeah. to her I just instantly hated um, well, know.
0: Miley Cyrus was trying to get a movie made that Nicholas Sparks wrote. Like, she was a big fan, or she is a big fan of um, uh, His writing, A Walk to Remember, yeah. and she wanted, like, the same thing, basically. So... He actually wrote the screenplay for the last song before he wrote the book. Really, and he based the whole thing off of Miley's vibe. But to be honest with you, I don't think Molly was a good Ronnie, which is the main character. And that's weird because it was like based on Read her vibe. for
1: her, yeah. Right. So I
0: thought that was weird. Interesting. But anyway, we decided not to do the Notebook and instead to do. The Love Hypothesis, which was a fantastic choice.
1: Oh, it's so good. Such a good choice. Let's get into the questions then so everybody can see what we're talking about.
0: Right. Yeah, sure. Sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, you're good. I I get it. I love it. Keep the passion. (laughs) We start this book with with a prologue. Olive Uh is in a bathroom talking to a stranger. We Uh find out later this is all foreshadowing for our main storyline. Was it predictable? Did you like the foreshadowing?
0: It was 100% predictable. I knew from that conversation, I'm like, oh, this is going to be the guy. This is going right. to be the guy. Right, it has to be the And then, like, you really get that confirmed in the first chapter when she kisses him. So, like... Anne thinks that she is on a date. On, that yeah. Olive is uh, on a date. Is that how they say her on, name in the audio? On, yeah, on. I just I was reading it in my head. Anne. So if I mispronounce it, I'm really sorry because I was sorry. I, I was reading it in my head.
1: Don't get the the audiobook.
0: I didn't read the audiobook. So on um, likes this guy that Olive like went on a couple dates with. Olive is. Not really into him, but she doesn't no. she doesn't want on to like pass up the opportunity. But of course on's doing like the, you know Best
1: friend thing. I can't yeah.
0: girl yeah. God. It's it. It. it's against the laws of feminism. Um, you know, so so she convinces her that she's on a date and when she when on finds her like in the lab, she just kisses the first guy, basically. Really? And then like literally. Literally the first guy, which is turns out to be Adam. And like when that ends, when that chapter ends, he calls her by name, but she's never told him her name. Right. And so, like, that's confirmation that, like, he was the guy, but she doesn't know until much later Which in the I book. I didn't
1: catch that because I was just so into the story already. Oh, like. no.
0: I, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's confirmation right there. But she doesn't remember, like, doesn't put the two and two together no. until much later in the book. but. I mean, it was very predictable to it was me. A good cliche, but I liked it. And one of the things I like about this book, because we talk about cliches cliche so much on this pod, is that the author like calls them out. Like she knows. Oh my god!
1: That I have. A, we're gonna talk about that. I
0: I, she knows when the cliches are happening. So yeah, I liked that a lot. Anyway, yes, I. I um. It was predictable, but I liked it. It didn't. It didn't bother I, me. I
1: when I first so like the first third of the book. I was like, what does any of this have to do with anything, right? Mm-hmm. And then as we started getting deeper into it, and mm-hmm. his best friends were like, oh, he's like, he's been pining after you since, you know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then my well, brain goes, puts the math together.
0: Well, it's, what's good about it, too, is the reason that she ends up doing postdoc was well, uh-huh. because of that co- that conversation. Right. Um, or no, she, was her- she's not a postdoc. She's working on her doc. Sorry. That's okay. That's all right. Um, But the reason that she ends up doing it, because she's not sure. Like, do I really want to follow science? Do I really want to see my career? Popped her into it. Yeah, because he tells her that it, it only matters what your reason is. Right. And her reason was that she had a question that she needed to know the answer to. And he tells her that that's the only acceptable reason. And right. that's what like drives her all through her grad school is like, which, I have a question. The person I met in the bathroom told me that that was the reason to keep going.
1: And, and it turns amazing. out it was him. And he's always been there. He's always supported her. Always been there. He's, oh. 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 Anyway. I love it. So. <laughs> In chapter two, when On finds out about Olive, di- that Olive is dating Adam, she panics, worrying that Olive is doing it for a green card. Yeah. Later, we <laughs> learn that the trio has a plan in case Olive does get deported. That Would you marry a friend to prevent them from getting deported? I want to
0: say yes, because I feel like a good person would say yes. No. But I'm not, I'm not great with authority. <laughs> <laughs> So I probably would be too afraid to get caught.
1: (laughs) I would. I know you would. (laughs) I I would. I'm that friend. I don't mind. It's a white lie, right? It's it's Um, it's it's a white lie. You are thumbing your nose to authority to protect a friend. I'm all about it. But like. I wouldn't want to get caught. But how long have they been having that conversation? Like, is this really a massive concern that the U.S. government's worried about a pancreatic cancer uh, doctoral candidate? (laughs)
0: Well, there are people that when they finish their uh, Ph.D., if they don't find a career, they do get bounced back. Right.
1: Um, Right. But they're talking about it while they're still in school. Like, Has, like, the United States gone or looking at you like has she been getting nasty emails and letters
0: i mean i doubt it i, from immigration? I think i i think well the author is not from the states right. so i don't know if maybe that's a fear that she had when she was in grad school I get that because like one of the things if you read allie hazelwood's uh bio blurb in the back Which i did book because i didn't have the book. um i i want to read it because it's so cute go ahead Ali Hazelwood is a multi-published author, alas, of peer-reviewed articles about brain science in which no one makes out, and the ever after <laughs> is is not always happy. That's a great line. Right. Originally from Italy, she lived in Germany and Japan before moving to the United States yeah, to pursue her PhD in neuroscience. She's actually has a PhD in neuroscience. She like like she's like Maya um, she recently became a professor, which absolutely terrifies her. When Allie is not at work, she can be found running, eating cake pops, or watching sci-fi movies with her which two boys, overboards,
1: same.
0: and her slightly less feline husband. So, like, okay, so I feel like maybe that's coming from a place of like her own insecurity. Like, she was in this right. country doing her PhD. What if right. she got kicked out? You know, right?
1: I mean, that so, makes it comes sense. From there. Might oh, there. speaking of her, that's my next question. The author, Allie Hazelwood, points out and even mocks the love story tropes that are common in books and rom-coms. This got me thinking, what is your favorite love trope?
0: I like the slow burn. Like, that's my favorite. Um... Uh, (laughs) my favorite one that's mentioned in the book, like my favorite reaction to the one that's mentioned in the book is when Adam invites Olive to stay in his hotel room. Oh, and there's going to be one bed thing? There's going to be one bed. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, I can show you my hotel reservation confirmation. It is two beds. Nope. There will only only be one bed. bed. There will only only, be one bed. (laughs) Because there's only one bed. Uh, And then I thought about this and like one of my favorite shows is Chuck, Uh um, because Zachary Levi you Zachary know Zachary
1: Levi um,
0: <laughs> but they they do the one bed trope in there, yeah. too, and that's the first time him and Sarah like, um
1: mm-hmm. for me I my I have two I love um which both are super cliches, and that's fine, um, I love the best friend to lover. <laughs>
0: Yes! I don't know why everybody on TikTok and Instagram insists on the en- enemies to lovers. That's not my thing. Oh, I, I like don't that. want enemies to lovers. That's, that's,
1: no. my another, that's my number two. Enemies to lovers. No.
0: I right? like the friends
1: becoming Which lovers. Which, it's super toxic, right? It's, it's like so saying, toxic. it's like when you tell a little girl that the reason the boy's pulling her hair is because he likes her. No! He's pulling your no. hair because he's mean.
0: But I- I'm actually really shocked at how many uh, bookstagrammers in uh uh, book talkers that have such an attraction to that. Like it's toxic maxu- masculinity. masculinity. Like and it's a really like, those are not good guys.
1: <laughs> it's the whole, I can change him mindset, right?
0: No, you can't, you can't, you can't change him.
1: In chapter three, Hazel is very honest about her sexuality. Hazel, why did I write Hazel? Olive, Olive. Why did I write Hazel? I don't know. Why didn't I catch it when I read these? Olive is very honest about her sexuality. She does not label it, but from my knowledge, it makes me think she is demisexual. This isn't the norm for a lead character in a romantic
0: novel. Did you like this? Well, I think she says that she thought at one time she was asexual.
1: Which, so, I mean, based off her description, it can go either way. And we text so, about this.
0: Right. Yeah. So I don't... I didn't know what the difference was. Like, I... I didn't even realize demisexual was a term until I read your notes. Um, So I had to, like, Google asexual and demisexual because I don't know all those things. I'll
1: put in the notes the breakdown. So people can, like, if you're unsure or if you're not sure of the LGBTQ plus like rainbow I will put there's a really great um there's several great links out there but I'll put a few of them in the notes so you can like see the breakdown and the definitions
0: yeah that, I think that would be really helpful because like for me I didn't know what it was uh, I having a character who um, like she doesn't know if she's asexual she considers that because what she realizes is that she doesn't really need sex. Right. And that she she's only had it a few times in college. We learn in the book, um, and when she ends up having sex with Adam, I think the reason that she enjoys it so much is because she loves him at that right. point. Like she doesn't right. think he loves her, but
1: right.
0: to me, like that's why I like the slow burn. I want the love, and I've said this in our last episode. I said this when we did City of Girls. Mm-hmm. I want the intimacy of them falling in love before the sex. You want so, to fall in
1: love with them at the same time.
0: Right. I want to be a part of that relationship. I want to I want to see it develop and unfold and see them the you, I know, love it. Eb, you know the the hills and valleys of a relationship before the sex comes in. Um and so for me, that being the way this book was written, I loved it. Olive didn't have to label herself in whatever she wanted to label herself. And she didn't really. She said maybe at one time she wondered if she was asexual. But for me, I liked the fact that she, her decision to be in the relationship with Adam, to be in a sexual relationship with him, was after she fell in love with him. Right. It's 320 pages before they have sex. Like that needs to be said on this pod. Three hundred and well, they're numbered she because counted. I read the book. Um I read the physical physical book. But it is page three hundred and twenty before they have sex. Um maybe I misspoke.
1: Oh, I did um, It now, is not three hundred and twenty. It is We've talked about this before. Look, uh I like the slow burn. I love that breakdown. But I don't think that's realistic for all people. I think people have sex, and me including, have sex and then slowly fall in love. That happens all the time. I mean, sorry, mom, if you're listening. I've had sex before. I've been in love with people. Sorry. But it happens.
0: 258. It happens at 258. That's where they have sex with. Is it tabbed? No, it wasn't. That's why it took me so long to fucking find it. Um. We learned tom i understand that not everyone has sex because they're in love i understand that right But for me that is more authentic to my experience right. and, that's and that's why that's an i like A. it and that's why i like it better
1: right right and i think that's the great thing about this genre mm-hmm. there is minus 50 shades we all know how much we hate that piece of garbage mm. um That's what the great thing about the genre is. There is such a variation of an interpretation of what romance is in the Mm -hmm. romance, Mm -hmm. like family from YA to middle grade to the fucking bodice rippers. And everyone's story is getting told in here. And I think that's important because love looks different for everyone.
0: Right. Well, in the book that we're going to talk about next week, it's a totally different look at love. Fuck that book. I know. I'm sorry, Molly.
1: <laughs> I'm glad I'm you read s- it. <laughs> Silt burns.
0: Um, sorry. Um, yeah, but I I mean, I like the slow burn. I like the build to it. Right. To me, that's a better climax, pun intended, then when they have the miscommunication and they split up. Oh,
1: and that's another trope. Cuz that's that. a trope that happens a lot oh, in books I love too. That. But this book does the miscommunication trope like oh, but it was very predictable. Like
0: I 100% knew that her But
1: it wasn't that most, her
0: phone was still recording that conversation. Ugh, I saw that coming a mile away.
1: The miscommunication trope usually is one-sided in books. Mm -hmm. Or the author, or if you're watching a movie or a rom-com or TV, whatever, is written to be comedic. Mm -hmm. This was written realistic. This was written to be painful and hurt, Mm -hmm. hard for both the characters, which you don't see very frequently. And I really liked that.
0: One of the things I did like about this book, too, is I think that there is often... um, pressure in these kind of books to write the other side of it so to tell Adam's story right you could tell I mean at least I could I assume you could do that Adam was in love with her you I can. could tell that oh but, yeah but not hearing his thoughts on their breakup and not hearing when God, I'd to when see she tells him that she's in love with someone road. else huh
1: I'd love to see a book from his side of the road
0: but I kind of like that it isn't like, Give me I a like, book.
1: Give me a second book from his point yeah, of view.
0: Yeah. But but make it better than Breaking Dawn because I did Fuck not need yes. Edward's point of view. Oh, my gosh. Um, Made me hate Edward, actually.
1: We learned Tom is the traditional, surprise, air quote, guys, villain in this book. Did you mm-hmm. see it coming?
0: Oh, I mean, yes and no. So when, so Tom is Adam's friend. They- his-
1: Quote, mm. One of his besties.
0: Yeah. He keeps calling him his colleague. And I think that would probably be more accurate, accurate representation. Right. Because I really think the only friend Adam has is the other science mm-hmm. guy whose name escapes me right now, the pharma guy. Um, but he and Tom have been friends since college. Um, and they, when, when Adam was talking about uh, a grant that he had with somebody, I, absolutely put together oh yeah this is going to be the guy that she's trying to get in the lab with and this is going to go south um right it was (laughs) definitely cliche um I wasn't surprised that he was like that and I don't mean that because um I don't think that all people who are male scientists look at female scientists negatively but being the girl scientist has got to be hard
1: oh for sure Um, and Being a I, woman I, in any male-dominated field is difficult.
0: Yeah. I just felt like it was something I could see happening because I don't think that Adam would have suspected that of him. Yeah. Even though Adam makes comments about the fact that their mentor, their shared right. mentor, was, uh, was kind of like that.
1: Me. Now, yeah. Adam, gonna, Adam is very worldly- He's had a lot of life experiences, but Mm -hmm. he still at times feels naive. He feels he feels hopeful. Even though he's like this sullen guy, he has this sense of hopefulness that you don't get in a character that is written this
0: grumpy and dark. It's the genius trope. Right. You know? It's the the Sheldon Cooper idea. Without He the is autism. not Sheldon Cooper. No, he isn't. But he's that super super smart guy that like um like he's actually much more like Leonard, if you ask me. Yeah.
1: Um he he's the super super smart that. guy yeah. that
0: like doesn't really understand if basic- Leonard
1: was played by Adam Driver and pl- as Sullen as is- Adam what
0: it what it feels like to me is like that he just doesn't understand how people work (laughs) but but it's more that he doesn't care to understand how people work right he cares about his science and his lab and doing those things we know that he's not uh, like we know he's not a virgin we know he's had relationships in the past
1: but it's Um, not a priority for him it's
0: not a priority for him and i think that that him falling for Olive in the short conversation they have in a bathroom when she's not even officially what, like, enrolled as a student. Like, like,
1: what about old context makes this girl endearing? I don't know. But,
0: man, it's so cute. It's so cute that it's enough for him to not look at other girls for five years. Right? It's been five years, I yeah. think. Yeah. So, that's pretty cute.
1: Um. So there is a point in this book where they're talking about Fast and the Furious movies. Mm-hmm. I even um, said I was listening to it and Olive at the same time she said it, I said it, the same, the best Fast and the Furious book movie is obviously Tokyo Drift. So my question is to you, your favorite Fast and Furious movie. I haven't seen any of the
0: Fast and Furious movies. That's a
1: fucking feat, dude. How did you avoid them? They're everywhere. TPS used to run it like it was freaking the Christmas story. On- <laughs> I don't really like
0: a lot of, like, I don't really care about cars or racing. And that must
1: testosterone in one movie. That's just too much <laughs> for me. So
0: not really my thing. But you've dated the-
1: enough boys that somebody had to force you to see it at least once?
0: No. And I have three <sighs> brothers, so they've never made me either. You know, <gasps> I'm you actually know? not even sure... I don't know. I don't even know if Tom has seen them. Actually. I'm not Pause, sure if he has either. Text him. <laughs> I'll ask him later and let you know.
1: Yeah. She'll put it in the notes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Tom's favorite uh, Fast of the Furious movie. I- honestly, I'm not sure if he <laughs> likes them. I-, I know that for sure we don't have them on our, um, like, our server.
1: It's so. like, um... It's now a thing for Matt and I to watch them as they come out to mock them,
0: right? What's the point of watching a movie to mock? Like,
1: I don't. It's fun. And yeah, how okay. many of them are
0: there? Like, there's like twenty five at this point. I don't
1: know. A z- a None million. of them
0: have anything to do with the other one. No.
1: But, but I they... know.
0: I know. There's a whole like it's family thing. I don't care. <laughs> okay.
1: One, two, three, also, four, I'm actually five, surprised. Six, seven, eight, that... nine, 10, 11, 12. Oh, my gosh.
0: 12. Actually, I'm surprised that Adam and Olive have even seen The Fast and the Furious. Like, that doesn't feel on brand for Olive either one of them.
1: Olive loves cheesy rom-coms. Why wouldn't she watch trashy car movies?
0: She also likes sci-fi because she references Star Wars a couple of times. Word. But, like, why? Is there is there a romantic part of the Fast and the Furious movies? Is there, you
1: love cars? <laughs> I do not.
0: Uh, I don't the care next, about cars. My
1: next question isn't really a question. I just wrote, have the confidence of a mediocre white man. Yes. Seriously. 100%. Facts. So I needed that. Let me tell you what. I needed that. Because I am, minus this facade, I am not a confident human being. So,
0: interesting thing about the library world is that we are a female-dominated profession, which is not Mm -hmm. the interesting part. There are, most librarians are women. Um, However... The men, the male librarians tend to move up the the ladder faster. They tend to be the branch managers. They tend to be the mm-hmm. people who are directors. They move up much faster. They're younger when they get into these positions and things like that. And a lot of times I really just think that is because as women were told to not apply for jobs that we're not qualified for. But men don't have that. If they're not qualified for a job, but they want a job, they apply for it anyway.
1: We've had this conversation before on the pod. We have? I don't remember having it. But, um, okay. We talked about it when uh, we were talking about work and careers and stuff. And I mentioned that um, I have a male friend who is white. And he told me to apply for what I want, even if my... My mm-hmm. degree doesn't line up because they'll see my yeah. talent.
0: Yeah. and Oh, yeah. We did have that conversation. But to me, this have the confidence of the mediocre white man, that, like, that was that point right there. Yep. Like, just do the things you want to do
1: and, right. and try. Right. Um, chapter 18 is very meta for several reasons. Mm-hmm. It is the peak of the book. What did you think about this? It all, all right. ends up ending on their actual scheduled end date. How right. did you feel about
0: this? So, chapter eighteen, for those of you who are listening, is the chapter after Adam and Olive have sex. Yeah, and um, this is when on finds out the truth that their relationship has been a farce the entire um, time. The,
1: the they they get the video recording of uh, yes, they West get the, they, being a tour Tom, Tom. Yeah, they hear
0: Tom. Uh, it's also the chapter that she breaks up with Adam because. She thinks thinks he's in love with someone else. else?
1: That's Vax.
0: And, um, anyway, so all of that happens in one chapter. I think it's a lot to unpack in one chapter, but I I thought that would be what would happen. I thought they would get to the point where it was the day that they were supposed to break up and, and she would end it. I didn't realize that it was going to be the day after they had sex, but, um... I mean, you've got to have the miscommunication trope. Right. What is a romance book without a miscommunication, miscommunication
1: trope? Miscommunication trope,
0: right. Like, I just feel like it um, <laughs> just doesn't exist.
1: I didn't, I don't know if I wasn't paying attention as I was going along in the audiobook, or if they purposely left out dates, mm-hmm. but I didn't see it coming, which yeah. says a lot for me because I'm usually good about paying attention to this stuff. Right. Mm.
0: Um, I knew that there was going to have to be a part where on found out the truth. I knew there was going to have to be a part where they broke yeah. up. Um, it makes sense that it was on the day that they had originally agreed. I didn't realize that that date was also going to be the date right. after they had sex and the conference and all of that. Like that. Right. It was a lot. Um, so can you see why this book has been trending on social media? 100%. This is like people that are recommending this book I don't think they're just doing it because it's a trend like I, I have really, already I have already told personally told two people that they see, have to read this book um like I, I actually told Dawn that I would buy it for her if she didn't buy it herself <laughs> like you need to read this book it's so good and Dawn's um, not like Dawn's not like a big reader like she doesn't read a lot so no, no.
1: So this book is fantastic, and I personally want it as a seriously, series. Honestly, I mm-hmm. don't care. Give me a show, movie, book. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with these characters instantly. Yeah. Thoughts? What do you want? More books? Um, More a show? What do, what, do you, what do you think will come from this?
0: I mean, I don't – I think they'll probably end up making a movie. It's so damn popular. I can't imagine somebody not buying God, the I'd rights to – love it as a show. And make it a movie. Slow um, burn it. Yeah, it would be great as like a HBO, HBO Plus. Max. Yeah, Max. That's what I meant. HBO Max. Um, like a a little series on there with a good slow burn. I think that would be awesome. I think it would do really well there. Um, I would love that. Um, I don't Same. know what will happen. I don't. Okay, I don't think that there needs to be a sequel. I think the no. epilogue. Is there an epilogue, or is it just last chapter? Well, I think the point of them being a year later. And they recreate their first kiss. And they don't get engaged. That was one of the things I complained about in the last episode, that these books always end with engagement. Mm-hmm. To me, I think that was enough. I can tell their story from there. Like, the, John Green actually has said this in, in interviews, but also in The Fault in Our Stars. He doesn't like continuing books. Like, people always ask him, what happens after this? The book is over. What do you think happened? I've left it for I you. I hate to authors do that. No, but I don't. And for me, I can picture them having a full relationship and getting married and having kids and little science geeky kids and, like, all the all those things. The things. All the things. But it doesn't – I don't have to have a book that tells me that because I don't think you can recreate the magic of this book. I don't but, think it can be done again.
1: You know, that's a valid point. That's yeah. 100% a valid point because yes. – it is so special as is. Mm-hmm. Trying to recreate it, duplicate it, continue it on in mm-hmm. another book series, spinoff, whatever, mm-hmm. just might take away from that. I think it would. Um, but I
0: would like it to be made into an HBO Max series. Same. I think that would that would be the platform I, I would pick. For I
1: will. It too. I will. Um. I will write for a year for free for HBO Max for this series. <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying they want me, but you have my services. <laughs> I, I desire this so much. Um, I did have this written in my notes. Did you have a favorite secondary character? Um,
0: her best friend. And now his name escapes me. But what is that? That's her- mine. What is his name? Oh, my gosh. I don't have the book. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to find it. I'm Give a terrible,
1: terrible podcaster.
0: Is it? Is it Malcolm or is that Adam's best friend? I
1: thought that was Adam's best friend. Fuck if I know.
0: Okay, hang on. Let's okay. go to the chapter with the miscommunication because I have um, But
1: his, okay, so we didn't talk about this, but her best friend and his best friend end up getting together, which is amazing. Mm,
0: I thought that was a little perfect. Oh, I but... thought it was super cute. They're super dirty about it. It's amazing. Um. His name is Malcolm. That is her best friend. Adam. It's his best friend? and Ann and Malcolm. Um, Ann and best Malcolm. Fr- his best friend is... Um, hang on.
1: It's going to bug me. It's, it's like Horatio
0: God. or something. It's Horatio. Like, something like that. Hernando. Yeah. Is that it?
1: No. I was just thinking of the... Uh, Anyways, I'll put it in the Holden. It's Holden.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, um, no, he was definitely my favorite secondary character. He was I mean, totally the George is, to her Meredith.
1: Right. Holden is so cute because, like, we learned through Holden that Adam went to his prom with him. I know. Like, Adam has so always cute. been there for him.
0: Yeah, so cute. I'm straight. So I'm straight.
1: cute. Um. Any final thoughts? Because
0: I'm out of questions. Oh, I have a lot of thoughts. And we're Let's only 37 minutes in. So we're getting into my thoughts now. All right. So um, I just have random bullet points. So That's these okay. are actually questions. It. But these are my, th- I, I think we have to talk about the sex scene. I have, we have to talk oh, yeah, about it. we have to. So, like, this scene starts with her having, like, a terrible day so she had oh, a good awful. day to start with she crying. was crying he first- found yeah. her crying right so she gave a talk and tom ruined that beat
1: it up. To- from sex to crying cliche happens all the time from books. crying to sex yes yeah
0: yeah um well there's a lot that happens in the middle like they go to like the, the japanese like right, japanese whatever. restaurant with the moving but still. sushi. <laughs> but yeah so she's had a really shit day and she's at this point she's already in love with adam she's already admitted to malcolm that she's in love right. with him um and As Malcolm put it, she caught feelings for a guy that she was supposed to be fake dating. That's like such a cliche in and of itself, right? So again, um, another
1: thing the author points out, (laughs) right? Right.
0: Um, So the sex scene starts with her kissing Adam, and he kind of like stops it. He's like, "Oh no, we're not doing this." He says, "You're in love with somebody else." Like, and she's so taken aback by the fact that he says that because she's lied to him, right? And she's actually in love with him. And then you just
1: should have been honest.
0: And right, and then this is what happens. She says, I know that you don't want me the same the way that I want you or something along those lines. And he grabs her hand, sticks it on his crotch and says, you have no idea what I want. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Whoa. Whoa. Crazy. Like, I I was just, I mean, I'm blushing now as we're talking about it. Because I was like, did he really just take her hand and put it on his He direction? definitely did. He did. did. He definitely did. Um. So the, I love the sex scene so much because of her innocence. To me, that's so relatable. Like, she hasn't had sex since college. And at one point, he actually stops it. He's like, you're practically a virgin. And then she goes on to this, like, whole spiral about how virginity is not binary. Like, you can't, like, get it back.
1: It's yes. like, You it's, can't re-virginize.
0: Virginity is binary. You either are or you aren't. And, like, you can't get it back. And so, like she's not a virgin anymore. Um, and her nervousness of like everything that's happening while they're having sex. Like she isn't sure what to do and she's not sure what he would like. And that's also relatable to me. Um, uh, like, I love his reluctance to steal her virtue. So, like, yes, I'm ref- referencing Twilight there. Like, he's so reluctant to ruin the soil, this good girl that she Again, is.
1: Again, another sullen male lead that everybody so loves after.
0: So cute. Um, I also really love and appreciate that the author avoided, like, one of the things that you've talked about is how when people write love scenes, they use the five senses. Yeah. I absolutely hate it when they bring smells into it. Like, I don't want to talk about the way sex smells. Like, I don't want to like does, that. dude! I don't... Oh, gosh. Oh, that nearly turns my stomach. Like, I... Ew. But this author avoids that. So thank you, Allie Hazelwood, for not talking about the smells. The thank you thank you thank, you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Grosses me
1: out. Oh, my God. I'm um, going to clip that. <laughs> probably.
0: Um, but I I just... I thought the whole thing was so well written. And,
1: it's, like... And it was natural. And it had... A, yeah. I, okay, so this sex scene was, I was listening to this because I was trying to knock out my notes because we were going along Mm -hmm. and, um, I'm listening and playing the Xbox and Matt comes to sit and join me and the kids are finishing their dinner and he sits down next to me and I just pop the earbud out and pop it into his ear Mm -hmm. and Matt's listening, listening and his eyes just go bigger and bigger.
0: That's amazing.
1: And I just take it out and I go. (laughs)
0: that's amazing yeah I mean I loved it I I thought like the fact that she was like well wait I want to make sure that you're having a good time and like I want to do the things for you and he's like um I can't think of a time that I didn't want to do this to you and I'm like how does she not realize that he's totally madly in love with you like Oh my gosh, uh, the description like when he says that he likes the color of her underwear, like I don't know, uh, yeah. just the whole thing. To me, that was a better sex scene than the other two books we've read this month. Like Same. all of them,
1: this was like much better. I, I, no, you know hitting. what? No, I really love um in now this is apples and oranges, but mm-hmm. in uh where is it the wedding date? Uh huh. Uh, after he's about to leave to go. Back to LA for the first time. Uh huh. And he walks her into the house and, like, they just are up against the wall and just have a good romp. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, Ha-ha, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this was better, in my opinion. But
1: anyway, <laughs> I'm not saying it's, um, it's apples and oranges, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Uh,
0: but I really liked it. I thought, and it's only one chapter. Like, that's right. it. it. They have. This whole book is but considered it's such a romance a such novel. A
1: slow burn. It is right. so good. And so like good. there's sexual tension all the way up, right? right? From the first kiss like when she's rubbing lotion all over him after he yeah. moved the car, right? <sighs> yeah. Uh and, like, I have to say, like, they can- constantly- That is when I started- When he moved the cart, is when I started picturing Adam Driver. Because, like, they're talking about him taking off his shirt and the ripped but, abs, and I'm like, <sighs> But,
0: I have to give it this. Oh,
1: it no. It is so
0: cliche, so cliche, that the science guy is so hot and ripped underneath his lab coat. No. Right. No. They all <laughs>
1: look like Leonard- have you, right. Have you met scientists? Like he's not I mean, is why, get that my... because I date, I, I'm married to the little nerdy dude. Yeah.
0: Me too. Well, I told Dawn that she has to read this because her husband actually is a biologist. He's That's amazing. A PhD biologist. He's a professor. But her husband actually is quite ripped. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he fulfills that cliche. But anyway, um, other things I wanted to talk about sure. when when he's beating up Tom, well, he's got him like pinned up against the wall uh, at the restaurant
1: in front of the perfect guys, and then he goes, "The woman I love," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" He just said it. He like, just said it, dude. There should have been a record scratch in the right, audio book, right? Right. right. Yeah, (laughs) and Olive,
0: like, doesn't even, like, it doesn't even register, like, I wanted the sentence where she's like, did she, did he just say that he loved me? pause,
1: rewind, I literally needed to rewind.
0: Right, right, I wanted her to say, this is the cliche that she steered away from, because normally at that point, we would hear the author, or we'd hear the narrator, our Olive's point of view of, did he just say he loved me? Like, we, and we didn't get that there. But we didn't get that, because Um, it was so intense. It was, it was so intense um what a great uh, scene though right? uh, such a good scene and the other one that was really big for me was when she mentions like they're at the hotel and she's like hungry and he's digging through his bag and he pulls out the power bar oh and it was chocolate, chocolate. he and doesn't he like
1: chocolate. chocolate yeah and she doesn't oh even realize. like that means that he packed it for you like he <laughs> was thinking about you so um oh. so we t- I sent you guys, a you a, you and Katie, a video about this, actually. And uh-huh. this is actually, it, I didn't have this in my notes, but I want to talk about it now. Because copyright law is weird, right? right. It um, is. There's a Hank Green video. I've sent it to the girls. I will post it in the notes. But he had to pay copyright rights to songs for using them in his books. Yeah. She talks about Starbucks nonstop. 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 She
0: has to have paid copyright for that. Absolutely, because otherwise they would have just used another... Nondescript
1: coffee shop. Coffee shop, I mean, right. Or call it like
0: Campus Brew or something right. like that. Because so it was on campus. I
1: have... I wonder... And you know what? I'm going to do some research and dig into it. Because I really wonder how much it would cost for that. Because it, it's... I mean, it's got to be worth it's gotta it. It's got to be right? something, yeah. Right. I mean, unless you're describing it as a landmark, as a location... Uh-huh. Then they can't like
0: pass- But they're talking about specific drinks in there. She mentioned right. like the, chai not chi, just the-, the chamomile tea, the chai chi latte, the pumpkin spice latte. And then the unicorn thing. Right. Which yeah. is copyrighted. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there I bet you're right on that. But the the fact that he had that energy bar for her. Oh my gosh. Oh, It was so sweet. Gosh. And I mean, I guess in a lot of ways, you don't want to like go with that place in your head like you don't want to like convince yourself this person likes you if you think that they don't but like ah
1: ah so um let's wrap up by talking about who we would think is casting okay yeah um so he is supposed to be in his mid-30s right Right. well she's Uh in her mid-20s right so um I keep talking about Adam Driver, but I don't think he'd be old, and I think he'd be too old by the time they start filming. I would still say Adam Driver. I think, I think he was He's our age. He's like, he he is? is? Adam Driver. He's
0: not 40. I'm 40.
1: Adam Driver was, I want to say, 82. Really? I'm looking it up right now. Adam Driver was, oh, he's my age. He was born in November. Oh, I'm older than Adam Driver. I think that's okay, Molly. I don't think so. I'm older than a lot of people. <laughs> um but he went, um, I I, I think, keep uh you know, I think okay. he would be great,
0: and I think I think that the fans of this book would probably be mad if it wasn't him. <laughs> um now, uh, have you seen- He even has the nose as Adam is described. And he's named
1: Adam. Like, come okay. on. So uh have you seen the cast of have you seen the show Peacemaker? Mm-mm. Um so I'm picturing so for his best friend, or his not best friend, friend, uh, Tom, I'm picturing his, the actor's name is Freddie Stroma. He was mm-hmm. I'm in- I'm looking up the IMDb right now. Um, Freddie Stroma, who it was in uh, Pitch Perfect. He was in uh, the Harry Potter films. He's- I do not uh,
0: remember this person from Pitch Perfect at all.
1: He plays the radio station manager in the first movie. Ah, yes. Okay. And I'm picturing him as, like, Tom. Um, and then I don't have anybody else. So why don't you tell me what you're seeing in your head?
0: Um, Adam Driver, for sure, for Adam. Um, Florence
1: Pugh, for Olive. Ooh. I I like Florence Pugh, but I'm going to disagree there. Mm, who are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking somebody
0: more mousier. I think Florence Pugh because she's tiny. Right. Like, to me, but she's the right I'm, height.
1: I'm thinking, like, young Ellen, um... Ellen Pompeo? Pompeo, right? Um, also... Yeah.
0: That's because that's where your brain is. Something. Right,
1: but no, there's another actress. Keep going. I'm going to find her n- real that, quick. That's
0: all I have. I just cast the two of them. Um, but I, uh, I think that Florence Pugh would be great as Olive... She can pull off nerdy uh, and science Right. Lily Collins would be cute. Uh, you
1: yeah. don't like Lily Collins? I do. I
0: thought you didn't.
1: I don't like Lily Collins, but she's adorable.
0: She could do it, I guess. To me, she's too perky. Like, I don't think that... I mean, she's, Olive was okay. perky, but I don't I think, think she's I think
1: our opinions on Lily perky. Collins is going to change after this Tommy Lee, Tommy and Pam. Isn't she in that? I don't know. I didn't know there was a Tommy and Pam thing. Yes. Um. Oh, yeah. Oh no. Lily James. Sorry. I'm thinking Lily James. Um, oh, now she would be good. Um. So it's now Lily she's James, too old to be
0: Olive yes, now though.
1: But it's Lily James playing Pamela Anderson and um, fuck, Sebastian Stan playing Tommy Lee. And it's an HBO special about how their sex tape got leaked, and anything. It's got Seth Rogen in it. It looks really but why? good <laughs> but why? because it looks hilarious. Why? Nick Offerman's in it. That's unnecessary. I don't. He plays that. the pornographic, like the guy that like mass produced the porn.
0: <laughs>
1: uh. Anyways, um, but I, I mean, I think what if they're gonna do this as a show? I mm-hmm. think they should do what they did with Greys. Mm -hmm. Give us young actors we don't know. Fill Mm -hmm. it out with people that are talented and bright and are really going to make the show. Because I truly think that's how we get series like Greys and these newer shows that Mindy Kaling's doing that -hmm. are going to have longevity. Mindy Kaling is who I would put on the production team, though. God, she would be really good at that. She'd be great. She'd be great. I I want Reese Witherspoon to like pick
0: this up for her production company. Oh yes, which or, has a, or Shonda? Has, a re- has a relationship with HBO Max already. But if Shonda does it, then it's going to Netflix. Shonda has a it,
1: relationship with Netflix and HBO Max right now.
0: Oh, she does. She
1: just pen- I believe I the I am going to fact I, check myself, but I, I thought it was sure only Netflix. I am pretty sure she signed something with. But you know what? The chick from uh, Bridgerton is that? Yeah. What oh, Piper, whatever. That-
0: that girl could be Olive.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, and we know she is, can do a sex scene. <laughs> she, we sure as fuck do. Her name is Phoebe. Her real name. Phoebe. Well, she's did, also on the show she's Younger. Scottish.
0: Yeah, she's on the show
1: Younger. She would be good as, yes. Her American accent's pretty solid, too. I also like... Um, I haven't heard her American accent. The she actress that plays Eloise in accent. Bridgerton would be good, too. Her name is Claudia Jesse. Mm. She's really cute. She'd be per actually, you know what? She is. She would be a perfect olive. Claudia Jesse. Claudia, Claudia Jesse J E S S I E. She's like 35 though, or something. She looks much younger. Oh yeah,
0: her. Yeah, she would be a good olive.
1: Oh, she's 32. She- Sorry, I aged her. She would be a good olive. But she plays 16 right now on Bridgerton and yeah, nails she, it. She could do it for sure. That's, I don't, that would be she my She can't olive.
0: have brown hair, though. She can't have brown hair. Why? I don't picture olive that way. But the I picture her with brown with a, hair. I, I picture her with, like, an auburn hair. It's kind of, like, reddish. Okay.
1: Well, we're almost at our hour marker. Let's talk about what's next week. Okay, so next week we have um, Eleanor and Park
0: to wrap up our month of romantic reads. This the is book by broke Rainbow no, Row. Don't
1: hurt me. I'm sorry.
0: And I then we'll roll book, into March, and as we've been saying for a few weeks, we have a special guest on our March 8th I'm episode. I'm so excited
1: for Chessie. Francesca
0: Zappia, Chessie as we call her, we'll be talking about her new book that comes out this summer, Cats and Yammer, I believe it comes out in June. I can't um, say We that. have ARC copies, it's and so um, it's. I'm very excited to talk to her about it. This book, like her other book, uh, Eleanor, or, oh gosh, Eliza and her Monsters that we read on the pod, illustrations by chezy it's um, beautiful and these are not the official we have art copies so we're we have to say this art is not final so right. um, well and
1: there's not even like the dedication son in there yet we are
0: no we're ahead of the game um, with this so Shocker. that'll be out uh, that episode <laughs> will come out in March and the book comes out in June yes um so yeah uh, so that's what we've got coming up follow us on social media we I'm gonna release go the titles this book I am currently reading our first March book and having a struggle bus with it, but we'll talk more about why? That um, it. Why?
1: is it the Invisible Life of Oh, it's historical fiction, that's why. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's not your jam.
0: Guys, Molly has put so much historical fiction on season two. I think she's made it her personal mission to make me like it, but I'm never At going least to like one.
1: <laughs> you gotta like at least one. You hate my favorite. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. That's okay. But I, th- but I think you'll like Addie LaRue because it's a lot of discovery, which is like, like yes. it's adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're cousins. Yeah. They're cousins, but she's like not like you witch. and I are cousins. <laughs> Same person, different font, as you say. Yes.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Look what we coming up. We will see you guys next week. Next week. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April and not those of anyone else. Today's book was The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins and music is Sleep Sweetly by Brigida. Don't forget to follow the book besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you would like to contact the book besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com.